I apologize that I didn't get to record this before Shabbos, but uh, as they say, better late than never. Um, I was thinking about some of the messages of Hanukkah and the story of the miracle of Hanukkah, and um, perhaps instead of expounding on one or two, let me give a bunch. Um, let's give eight in honor of the eight days of Hanukkah, and each one uh, will try to be very short. Um, so, of course, Hanukkah has two parts to it, the, the miracle of Hanukkah, that is. And the first part is that they were oppressed by the Yivanim, by the Greeks, and miraculously they were able to win the Greeks in, a, in, in war, even though they were vastly outnumbered and so on. And nevertheless, Hashem helped them miraculously to win the war. Um, after they won the war, that's when part two begins, and they come to the Beis HaMikdash, um, Holy Temple, and they're looking for oil in order to light the Menorah. Um, and then we have the whole story of where they find one jug of oil that's only enough for one night, but ultimately, miraculously, lasts for the eight nights of Hanukkah. Now, interestingly, um, we would think that the main thing is they won the war. Um, they were in mortal danger. They were fighting, and they were outnumbered, as we said, vastly, and they were all in tremendous danger. Um, whereas the part two is only a spiritual symbol that they were able to light the menorah and was able to light for uh, last for eight days. One might argue, and if it didn't, what would have happened? They would have lived uh, perfectly fine lives. And yet, we find, as far as the celebration of Hanukkah, that really it's more than anything, it's the celebration of the menorah. The, we light the menorah, we make the brachas, and that's how we celebrate Hanukkah. And of course, there's a powerful lesson there, and that is that for a yid, um, life is not only about being safe and being secure and taking care of our uh, physical and material basic need of life, but without spirituality, without meaning, without depth, without holiness, then the life is not worth very much. And that's why though part one really saved our lives, the miracle that we celebrate is part two. Of course, we're thankful to Hashem tremendously for part one, and we mention it in davening, but nevertheless, our celebration is when part one led to part two, when our physical safety didn't stop there, but it, uh, it went on to spiritual um, victory and spiritual miracles and light of the Hanukkah Meneir and the Beis HaMikdash as well. So we'll call that lesson number one. Lesson number two is, as we know, they come to the Beis HaMikdash and they're searching for pure oil to light the menorah with. Because the Greeks had been to the Beis HaMikdash and they had defiled the Beis HaMikdash and all of the oils. And therefore there's this tremendous search for purity, pure and holy oil that has not been defiled. Um, halachically, if they couldn't find any other oil, they would be allowed to light with impure oil as well. There's a halacha that says that if, the, um, if there's no other option, you can light with impure oil. Um, and nevertheless, they searched and they insisted they wanted to light it with the purest, finest, holiest oil. And that is a message in itself. Many times we're able to get away with a lesser way of doing things. We're able to not have the fullest level of purity, the fullest level of, of holiness. And we might argue it's, you know, it's permissible under the, under the circumstances. This will work as well. And it might be a correct argument. And nevertheless, the story of Khan teaches us that a, a Yid should insist on the highest caliber, the highest form of doing things, the purest form of doing things, and when one insists to do it that way, Hashem helps, and indeed we are able to. So we'll call that lesson two from the Hanukkah story. Lesson three 
is how did they ascertain that the oil that they found was the highest level of purity was, as we say in the davening, that it was found in a jug that was sealed with the seal of the Kohen Godel, of the high priest, the, great, the greatest tzaddik of the time. In other words, when looking for purity, looking for light, and looking for inspiration, there's all types of people and all types of uh, you know, fads that offer inspiration. They offer inspiration, they offer light, offer light, um, and offer purity and holiness. And Ayyid knows that, that our holiness and our inspiration can come from only one place. It can come only from Hashem, through the Torah. And it's through the great Sadiqim, through the Kohen Gadol of that generation, of every generation, that they, when it's sealed with their seal, when we know that our purity are, are, and our inspiration and holiness is coming directly and only from the Kohen Gadol, from the Tzaddik, only then do we know of its real, true holiness and purity. And that's when we're safe to take that and light our maneras with that. We'll call that lesson number three. Lesson number four is, so they didn't know if they would have oil. Uh, perhaps on an internal level, what we can say is, we don't know if we have the necessary level of purity, of holiness, of light within ourselves. Sometimes it feels that everything has been defiled. Everything has been sullied. There is no pure, beautiful holiness um, and purity within ourselves. And the message of Hanukkah is that they searched and they found that one flask of oil. Meaning each and every one of us, if we search enough within ourselves, are able to find, even if it's hidden, that pure oil, that pure holiness, sealed with the seal of the Kohen Godel, with Hashem's seal. That's a direct gift from Hashem to every single one of us. So we'll call that lesson number four. Lesson number five. Even after they found that jug of oil, it was only enough for a little bit. They felt and they thought it wouldn't be able to last for that long. And the same is with our own hidden spirituality, our own hidden purity. Even when we do find some, we might think, but it's not going to last that long. How much is it? How much will it be able to last? And the story of Hanukkah tells us that miraculously that oil is going to last a lot longer than we think it can. When we're talking about that godliness, that holiness within each and every one of us that has the ability to last and to burn for another day and another day, way beyond what our expectation might be. Where am I holding? Lesson number lesson number six. Okay, so even if the oil is going to last every day, if the oil is going to last and it's going to be able to burn for many days, one might think, but each day it's going to get a little weaker. After all, you know, every day, it, uh, when you have a great light, and every day it gets less and less and less. And yet the story of Hanukkah tells us the exact opposite. We know every light, every night, not only do we light candles again, but we light additional candles. With the basic idea being that when it comes to the light and holiness of our neshama, not only does it have the ability to last another night and another night and another night, it also has the ability to be ever increasing and ever strengthening um, with that spiritual and miraculous nature that it has within itself. Number seven. Even though we might think, okay, so our inner oil, our inner light is powerful enough to last for a number of days, and it might even last in an increasing way from day to day, but it's only strong enough for ourselves. Who's, who knows if we'll be able to illuminate outside of ourselves, even into other people and to places that might be dark, spiritually speaking. Comes the story of Hanukkah and tells us that not only do we light the menorah, and not only do we light it every night, and not only do we increase every night, but we put that lights on our door facing the outside. 
or our, our son do it on the window facing outside. The point is to illuminate the world around ourselves. And that's the important message that the inner light and purity that we have within ourselves is not only strong enough for ourselves and to grow and to increase, it's also strong enough to illuminate the people and the world and the circumstances and the surroundings that we find ourselves in. Which brings us to lesson number eight, the eighth day of Hanukkah. A very interesting idea about the Hanukkah lights is that it is forbidden to use them for our own purposes. One is not allowed to um, use that light in order to, you know, just for mundane reasons for light. It's there for the mitzvah itself um, and only to be used for the mitzvah. And one of the messages in that is many times we think about holiness and spirituality and we think about how it's good for me, how it will make my life better, it will make me happier. And all that is true. It's true that we can be beneficiaries of the holiness and purity of Torah. Yet we have to understand that that's a very secondary um, part of it. The, the, the essence of Yiddishkeit, the essence of holiness, <clears throat> is the ability to connect to Hashem, the ability to connect to that which is holy, high, beautiful, and pure, not merely for our own benefits that we're able to receive from them. And perhaps that's eight short Hanukkah lessons. Um, so let's summarize. Let's see if I can remember them in order. Um, number one was the importance of spirituality, that a Jew's life is never complete without the spiritual realm. It can never be happy only with the physical. Number two, that we insist on the highest form of purity, not falling back to a position where we'll just make do with something lesser. Number three is that we definitely can find it within ourselves even if we don't see it there. Number four is that, I'm sorry, I went out of order. Number three was that the purity is when it's sealed with the seal of the Kohen Gadol, with the perfect tzaddik, that the purity comes directly only from Hashem, not from other places. Um, then number four is that we find it, we can definitely find it within ourselves. Number five is that it will last for much longer than we think it can. Number six is that it will increase from day to day. Number seven is we have the ability to illuminate the world around us as well. And number eight, that the ultimate benefit of holiness is not the personal benefits and gains that we take from it, but our ability to connect to the sublime, connect to Hashem in the most beautiful ways. Afrei l'cha chanaka, agud m'chedesh, Hatzlacha.